0: Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I want to talk about the stimulus payments as they're referred to now. I call cash flow. What's going on in consumer credit? Looking back at the second quarter, which seems like a long ways away, and the things that are going on with the dollar. ISM numbers, if you remember, anything above 50 in the Institute of Supply-Side Management surveys, anything above 50 is considered expansion. And the manufacturing and the service sector are all doing very well in the 50s. Remember, this is the difference between last month and this month, what service and supply side types and purchasers are doing different now than they were And yes, they're buying a lot more. The third quarter is very different from the second quarter. So great numbers, they're not relative compared to what it was even six months ago, but they're a big improvement. First estimate of the second quarter when the lights went out, GDP, down 31%, 32%, 33%. It's a big number down. When the lights go out, everybody went home, GDP and transactions, which basically what GDP is, just came to a screeching halt. This number is going to have two more estimates in the next few months. They'll all be bad. Relatively, right now, I'll tell you that GDP is tracking up about 20 right now in the third quarter. Well, that's the difference between down 32 and where it is right now. That doesn't mean that the Economy's doing way better than it was before the pandemic. It's not. It's just doing way better than it was in the second quarter. Again, very relative. Unemployment numbers. Okay, well, they're coming back a little better, meaning there's still over a million new unemployment claims. I'll get to that in a minute. That's kind of important. Unemployment down to about 10%. Oil was headed down to the low 30s, until the Saudis announced, we got to quit sending oil to the U.S. because they're storing it, they're not selling it, and the price will just go down, so let's not send any more, which is what they're doing right now. They're going to hang on to it until we start using more. Oil is stored everywhere. Mortgages, yeah, I never would have believed, but the, you can get a mortgage, a 30-year mortgage fixed under three. Another big rally in the bond market, moderate rally in the bond market. All very explainable. Now there's about 30 million people on various programs for the pandemic right now. Some directly associated, some long-term, some a lot of things, it's a lot of money. What we have still is 20% of the economy is not doing anything except getting transfer payments. That's the way we are today. Immediate, a lot of people laid off, short-term layoffs, hospitality, airlines, bartenders, you know the drill. Some of them have come back to work. A few of them have been laid off again. But what we're seeing now in the economy is more permanent layoffs, industry shifts. Boeing, well, they're laying off people. General Electric, Jet Engine Division is laying off people, just off the top of my head those industries have gone through huge changes. It doesn't help that Boeing is about to release 450 737 MAXs back into the system that the system doesn't need. So they're not gonna be making a lot of new ones here for a while, but if you're contributing labor to manufacturing, you better quit thinking about building airplanes and maybe think about go building cars. It has shifted. New jobs, perked up a lot. New job openings. There's three unemployed people for every new job opening. And I think from what I've seen, they're becoming more and more specialized. Industries like plexiglass or sheet acrylic are doing exceptionally well and ventilation and cars and, you know, they have job openings. They're looking for specific skills. Some people will have them, some people won't. And depending upon how things go with ongoing cash flow, I call them transfer payments to people that are unemployed, we'll see how anxious these people are to go out and look for a job. If they get another three months, they're not going anywhere. And we won't see anything until September. When we started sending the checks first time out, first part of April, spending went up. That end of the economic food chain needed to eat needed to buy a little bit of gas. They weren't exactly paying rent or a lot of school debt, but they were buying stuff, and that did okay. Those that didn't receive any transfer payments were out buying stuff anyway, having food delivered. They weren't renting hotel rooms, traveling, eating out a lot, which for people with money, that can easily be 20% of their total income. Here's consumer credit. The blue color is non revolving. Those are boats, cars. The revolving are credit cards. Credit card has dropped way down. These people have not been out and about spending their 20%. They've just been keeping it. They were always paying off their credit cards. Now they just have a smaller amount. Credit card usage way down. A lot of new cars being purchased. People are hanging on to the boats they have not a lot of new recreational stuff. Credit card available credit is huge. It's bigger than it's ever been. It's just available, it's simply not being used. The dark shade here is how much is actually out on credit card balances, not a big number. The same with home equity lines of credit. The dark red, that's what's out on the line. The light red is what's available. The days of using HELOCs as an ATM machine are clearly over that total debt is going down as well. We're not building a credit bubble. We're not building a unforeseen, gee, look at all this unpaid debt. The only thing we're going to have in a lot of ways is unpaid rent and a bunch of evictions that are going to have to be dealt with. Student loans, that's a curiosity. There's a lot of those in forbearance. We don't know where they're going yet. Number of credit cards that are more than 30 days late dropping down. It's coming up to one and a half percent. It'll probably get down on the ones here pretty soon. No, we don't have a credit crisis. This part of the country, well, you notice up here in the map, it says Breckenridge, Steamboat Springs. Ski areas, very dependent on tourists. Jackson Hole, Hawaii, Key West, a few other places very dependent on tourist travel. We don't know what it's gonna be like around here in the winter and what the ski areas are gonna be like, but I can assure you that the hits that a lot of these towns like Steamboat have already taken is going to be harmful. And how they're gonna deal with that, we won't know really until probably February next year. After the dust settles and whatever goes on in the November elections, Something to do with the municipalities, there again, that's different from the states themselves that we've talked about a lot. They've got a different set of problems. The cost of turning out the lights is only becoming apparent to more and more people now. Well, let's switch to the markets. Estimates for earnings, for the most part, have been met, if not exceeded. The green here is always good. You can tell energy and a few industries like that Discretionary manufacturing didn't quite meet their estimates. They're changing. Energy is not going to do well when gas is relatively cheap and not that popular. Things are changing. Energy is going to have to adjust. city of Houston is going to have to adjust for a variety of reasons. And it's pretty indicative of what's going on in the marketplaces. You've seen this. The NASDAQ is up like 22%. A lot of pundits in the media going, gee, this is insane. They have no idea what they're doing. We don't understand why they're up so high. Most of those people just missed this great rally in the small caps, and it's doing fine. Small caps are very closely watched. There's not a lot of issue with these small caps other than their earnings or their potential, and they're just doing fine. The Dow is still down. It's mostly manufacturing, S&P 500 well back on its way to positive territory. When we have a correction, who knows when that might be, could be tomorrow, it'll be for something else. The trigger rationale will be something else. Could be earnings, could be whatever, but it's not going to be the virus. Here's the GDP number. As the years go on, we'll look back at this and see this huge plunge in GDP. And then we'll see it shoot back and it will be sort of a statistical aberration but you'll understand that this is really the real numbers. What happened so quickly, everybody went home. And then a lot of people went back to work or figured out how to work from home. And they started buying cars. That was big. We won't see that until we look at, at the third quarter numbers. So, September. Treasury just sold a whole bunch of Treasuries. A very successful auction. All kinds of maturities. Largest one of all time at the lowest rates of all time. Treasuries are still very popular. Remember, with a bond, when the yield is very, very low, the price is very, very high, meaning they're very popular. They just sold everything they brought to market. And I think that's going to happen again here very soon. The fact that the Federal Reserve itself is buying $80 billion a month is something of an issue, but they're keeping the banks funded. But the message here is one of the reasons that the dollar is down so much, and there's a number of other causes of that, so on and so forth, is this. These are the other central banks around the world that the Fed is lending money to. They're almost 450 billion to the Bank of Japan. European Central Bank, Bank of Korea, it goes on and on and on. They're doing another great job keeping the world afloat Because a lot of these banks don't have the resources that the Federal Reserve does. And those that really feel that they understand the term globalization understand this is what counts. It's the flow of money that counts, not whether you buy your stuff from China or not. And that part of globalization is still going on very well. The Federal Reserve, in my opinion, is doing a great job. And it's bringing the value of the dollar down relative to other currencies because it makes these kinds of loans more palatable to the other federal banks. It's fine. It drives gold up, because when the dollar goes down, people go out and buy gold, fine. When this changes, and when the Fed has to quit lending money to these other banks, gold change. People will go back into the dollar, back into dollar-denominated assets. Okay, the equity markets are fine. The bond markets are fine. We'll have more functional information about what's going on with the virus by the end of August. We're already seeing that a lot of these tests that claim to be positive turned out not to be the case. We knew that was coming. If we see a correction in the market, who knows what the reason will be? Could be politics. But that's pretty much it for now. Happy to deal with all of your questions. Send them along to info at shwj.com and I'll be happy to answer them. Thanks for joining me.